And now look at now look what we got. Addison Ray is fired from UFC. Conor McGregor got his ankles broken. LeBron is now La Fortnite. This has been one of the weirdest weeks of 2021 so far. This is so weird. Like I feel like there's Oh, man, dude, this feels so weird. Acro, hello. Welcome back to another podcast, everybody. Nationers. Episode 7 of The Realist Podcast is here. Look at the banner because it is The Realist Podcast. Um, as you can tell, my cat Acro is uh, hanging out with me today in the hottest room of our house. I don't know why I decided that, you know, I was going to put a podcast um, in the hottest room of my house. I don't even know if the camera's straight. I really don't even know, but we're going to roll with it anyways. I love how this entire podcast is so, like, raw. I love how it's so raw. There's a lot of good conversations. Acro's trying to figure out a way to get out right now, so give me a second. But let me, well, Acro, come here. Come here, buddy. Come here. I love how we show, like, wires and whatnot. Like, not a whole lot of podcasts do that. I love that we just show the wires. I really don't care. Acro, Acro, come up here, buddy. Come up here. Come up here. Come up. Come up. Come on, buddy. I'm going to, like... Kind of milk this as much as I can because I want you guys to see Acro more than just his tail. So Acro, hey buddy, come here, come here. He keeps hitting this light right next to me, and <laughs> and it's adorable. It's adorable. Acro, come here, come here, buddy. Come, oh, he's not. I don't think he's in the mood to like cuddle and get up. He's like, oh, podcast. I'm gonna come out of the closet, not metaphorically, but yeah, he's uh, he he's enjoying his time right now. Acro, come here. I got him. I got him. Hey, Acro. Hi, buddy. Say hello. Meow. Sniff it. Come on, buddy. Oh, man. Oh, Acro. Now I'm all... No, man. Now I'm... Okay, Acro. It's time for you to go out. It's time. It's time. Come on, Acro. Come on. Go, buddy. Go. Go. There's a door. Take the door. Take the door, buddy. (laughs) I'm loving the podcast already. Welcome to episode seven, everyone. Uh, the door didn't officially shut, so I do apologize. Again, it's so hot up in this room. I wish I could open the window today, but there's a lot of fires going on right now, which is kind of, it, it sucks mainly for the uh, the fact that I, I can't open the window today. Um, but shout out to all those battling the fires up here in the Pacific Northwest. We get a lot of fires, wildfires um, around this time, like early July late August. My, I don't think we ever had one creep into September, but it does happen. It does happen. I haven't ever seen one, but it's, uh, it kind of sucks sometimes because like I go outside and it just looks like it's foggy all the time. Like I look outside right now and I'm just like, eh. it just looks like it's foggy. I've, I've seen some pretty bad air quality or like smoke out in the, uh, coverage of Spokane Valley. I've seen some pretty bad ones. I think my senior year is by far the worst. I don't think I could see, like, across the street. That's how bad it was. So, yeah. Um, This isn't too bad. I can relatively see the mountains. That's probably, like, a mile away from me, which is, I mean, pretty good, saying that my senior year, I couldn't see across the street. So, there's that. Episode 7. I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. I kind of took a week off just because I was trying to line up guests. There wasn't really much to talk about, and I want to make sure that these podcasts are the most entertaining. 
I mean, as I as I claim it to be, uh, I actually want to make sure I get the words right. I call it the most entertaining. Um, I call it what is it? The most entertaining podcast out there. The most in depth conversation of guests on the internet, hosted by Jared Hathaway. I mean, if we want to have a entertaining podcast, we got to have some good in depth conversations. And when the conversation is not entertaining, it's not the most entertaining. So I I really had nothing that I really wanted to talk about. I was getting a whole bunch of videos done, but luckily over the past week when I wasn't doing podcasts and wasn't doing anything related to this channel, I was setting up things for the other channel. And most importantly, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that went down and we are here to unravel it today. It's, it's a wild podcast. We're going to try and make this one an hour just so... I want to keep it light. Some of the podcasts that I've had, we've gone for like two hours. I didn't even realize we were recording for that long. I definitely want to try and slim them down to an hour, hour, like in a half, hour and a half at most. I think 58 is like maybe, like an hour is probably good for like a solo episode. I think if you add 30 minutes onto like a guest episode, I think that's great. So really, really excited about that. We got a lot of topics today, such as FaZe Clan. Um, UFC 264, Billie Eilish, LeBron James, and a whole bunch of other stuff, especially with the space race. We got uh, some of the things related to the main channel. Really, really excited about that. So definitely stay tuned in for today's episode because it's going to be a jam-packed one. I think the first thing that we should talk about is, I, do I want to talk about something heavy or something that's maybe like not really too heavy, but like I guess a lot of people care about. Let's go with that one. Let's go with the one that maybe doesn't really have a whole lot of weight and doesn't really matter, but uh, it affects a lot of people. It might affect a whole lot of people. A lot of people care about it. We'll say that because, it, it, <laughs> to be honest, I don't think a whole lot of people really care about it, but we're here. We're here to talk about it on episode seven of The Realist Podcast. Again, the banner's right there. I love this banner, by the way. I'm getting distracted. Beyond that, um, Addison Ray. Addison Ray getting, f- I, 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 I don't, I'm going to say fired. I don't really know what the like the logistics of that were. Um, Addison Ray was apparently host uh, a, a journalist, one of the broad not broadcasters, but one of the interviewers that was interviewing one of the UFC fighters that happened to be from a local town of where she's from, if not her hometown. So I thought that was really cool. I think she got more backlash than she probably should have based on a tweet that she put out, which was. Um, I studied three months of broadcast journalism and dropped out just, and I've like prepared myself for this moment, something like that. I think it's a really funny tweet. I don't think it was really serious. I think a lot of people took it to heart and I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I thought it was a really funny tweet. Uh, I think there's a lot of people, especially who joke around like, wow, you know, like I was a dropout, blah, blah, blah. Look at me now, you know? And I think it's just a really funny tweet. I think a lot of people took it out of context and that's my take on it. Sorry, Addison. You know, I, she really seemed to enjoy the fight. It didn't seem like she was taking the journalis- journalism too seriously. So I think it was all in good taste. You know, Dana White being the president of the UFC, he's a smart guy. I got to admit. I mean, when you're putting big figures like that, especially Addison Ray, big figures like that, like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, letting them to the events, I think it's a big name. You know, obviously you had two big names on the main main events uh, with Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor in the trilogy fight, which ended up breaking a lot of hearts in one ankle. So, yeah, 
Shout out to uh, Dustin Poirier for the for the legal win. I would have liked to see it go down a little bit further into the rounds. You know, Conor McGregor is definitely a first first second round fighter, big striker, not a big ground guy, and. Dustin Poirier, he's a war of attrition guy. He's going to wear you out for the five rounds. So he's definitely an endurance fighter. And uh, I like to think about it like Dustin Poirier is like a miler, 1,500 runner. If you're a track person, this I'm, I'm a track guy, so I can relate it to it really good. So Dustin Poirier is like a 1,500 runner. He could sprint when he wants to. He, he, he's good at pacing himself over the course of the, the five rounds. And, and Kunnenberger is kind of like a 400 runner. Like... You know, he may hit that wall at the end of the first. He may hit that wall at the end of the second. Who knows? But no matter what, he's going to get through the race. Unfortunately, his ankle didn't, but that's a-okay. You know, it's okay. It happens. I would have loved to see them go down a little bit further, but what can you do? I mean, what can you do? I mean, when your ankle snaps like that, I mean, you're pretty much done. It's like Conor McGregor's going to be hobbling like a kangaroo out there. So, yeah, it's... um. It's, uh, I guess, it's just unfortunate. I would have loved to seen it go down a little bit further into the rounds, but shout out Dustin Poirier for the for the win. Like I said, wish it went further. It's a big event, though. I think it was really good. I think um, Conor McGregor did a lot of the publicity for it, which I think was great. So she's saying that he's going to put Dustin Poirier out on the stretcher, and then eventually Conor's on a stretcher. So that was funny. I thought that was really, really funny. And Dustin Poirier, obviously, taking a little bit uh, of a backseat, taking a little bit more humble, uh, integral approach. So, absolutely, absolutely admire that, uh, taking the high road on that end. I wouldn't say that Connor took the low end of that, but especially if you compare them, obviously. Dustin definitely took the high road in that regard. And I'm really, really excited for when they fight next. Obviously, it's going to be a while, maybe a year um, Connor's going to be probably, he's 33 today or yesterday, 33 yesterday. No, it's actually today. He's 33 today. And Dustin Poirier will obviously be 33 in a few months. So they'll probably be fighting when they're you know, early into their thirties. It feels, oh my God, dude, that's so weird to think about. Think about that. Okay. So Dustin Poirier and Connor McGregor are 32, 33, 32, early thirties. Like, a lot of people in track really peak in their early 20s. You know, the longevity of track runners don't really run deep. You get people like Usain Bolt, Justin Gatlin, Johan Blake, Osafa Powell, who can run for, like, 16 years, especially with good recovery. And, you know, obviously they've been phenomenal athletes in the Olympics. You get a lot of people um, like Kip Jogic. Uh, You get a lot of people from, like, the distance background who can run forever. But it's so weird because... Not a whole lot of athletes actually make it that long. Like, they just don't, you know? They they make it to one, maybe two Olympics, not even two. Like, the statistic, statistically, it's you, like you're only going to make one. So, like, take it while you can. And then you think about it. Like, their years are done in college. They may be able to run pro and see how they do. It's it's so weird because there's just not a whole long longevity. Basketball players, I mean, you got a moderate longevity. NFL players, you got a moderate longevity. Baseball players, it, it don't matter. You could be 56 and still hitting dingers. So it's weird how sports are like that. I guess it just really depends on how much wear and tear is on the body. You know, football players don't last forever unless you're like Tom Brady, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore. It doesn't really matter if you're anybody besides like the few names that I mentioned, because you're just getting banged up all the time. 
and these people, these athletes don't have the wear and tear. And it's and it's hard to see sometimes. You know, you saw Luke Kuechly step away, Andrew Luck step away, Calvin Johnson, Megatron step away pretty early into their careers. Like at like even before 30, Rob Gronkowski retired at 28, obviously came back, but these guys are Oh, the wear and tear, and it's weird to think that like UFC fighters are like thirty six heavyweights, just bam, bam, bam. Like you wouldn't even think that they'd be they'd be like couch potatoes eating Lay's chips and watching dodgeball all the time. Like I don't know, like that's just what you would think a lot of mid age people do, other than if they already have a job, you know. So it's a really weird thing to see, and I'm and I'm glad I'm glad that they are. Uh, still fighting. It's a good entertainment business, and it's just fun to see people fight. It really is because the one thing that's like nice about it is like they're going in there because they want to fight and they want an earning and they want to entertain. And that's the thing that I think I like because it's like okay, you know, like I'm not really like concerned about them getting hurt because they actually want to get hurt. So I'm just like, oh, this is nice. I can I could kind of relieve that anxiety and stress from myself, and you should too. Because uh, it doesn't really matter. Like, they're getting into the ring so that they can so, uh, provide for their family, provide for themselves and their and their loved ones. So, it's a big thing. It's a big... I love it. I love watching UFC. I've been a big UFC fan ever since I was, like, eight years old. Especially watching WWE. You watch Anderson Silva growing up in the early 2010s. And you see a lot of fighters who kind of fade away. You see a lot of the new generation in Adi Asanya. You saw uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, come in and come out pretty fast. Obviously, you see Conor McGregor. Um, you see Jose Aldo. And you see a lot of these fighters, Eddie Alvarez, just kind of fade away. And you see a lot of these new people, like Sean O'Malley, who fought on this 264. What a beast of an athlete. Really fun to watch him. Um, there's a lot of people from Spokane, too. It's super-duper cool. You got Michael Chiesa. Um, there's a few people that fought in the Ultimate Fighter who are... From Spokane. I think Michael Chiesa won the Ultimate Fighter, which is kind of like, think about it like the G League in basketball or like college UFC. Like it's these people who want to fight and who are decently talented, but this is like the platform that they can do it. Think about it like maybe like Love Island that just came back onto air. Love Island. Like, hey, I'm going on to the show to find my loved one. The Bachelor. That's the best thing to think about. It. Think about it like The Bachelor. So you go on there. There's a whole bunch of fighters. You basically have to win your way through and fight your way through, and that's basically what happens. So that's kind of uh, exciting to see. I've been watching that for a long time as well. They all stay in one house, and they all obviously get on each other's nerves. Again, think about it like The Bachelor, but for, like, MMA. It's not drama. It's it's bare-knuckle fighting. It's not bare-knuckle fighting, but in, in that regards, yes. <laughs> it's, it's dating, drama, um, tension. It's great. I love it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's UFC 20, uh, 264, not 24, 264. It's so weird to think that it's 264. That's so high. And I'm really glad, um, that UFC is still going on ever since the early 2000s when they were almost going to disband and Dana White said, nah, 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 not today, not today. So yeah, that's a, it's pretty exciting. I love to see it. I'm, you know, obviously sorry for Addison, you know, lost her, lost her job. Hey, that's okay. There'll be there'll be more jobs. I mean, at least you interviewed a real fighter. Let's just let's just cherish the moment, you know. Um, other than that, I'm gonna take a quick sip of my lovely um, secret juice. Uh, brought to you by Chris Paul. This is my secret juice. Okay, I interrupt the podcast to bring 
you, the sponsor of today's video, shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash nationer. Nationers, are you guys looking for some Nationer merch? You want to rep the nation with a sticker, with a new shirt for your birthday, a hat that you can rock anywhere you go? Shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash nationer has the best Nationer merch for you. You can buy it anytime. Great price, great quality, inexpensive for you. A shirt is $14. $14. Like you go to like any place. In shirts like $25. Hoodies. Hoodies. Less than $30. I don't know the exact price, but really, really inexpensive. Clothing, nation or merch. Remember to rep the nation. Go buy yourself some brand new nation or merch. We just dropped the nation or merch line last June or technically like a month ago. So make sure to go check it out at shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash nationer. There's going to be a few promos coming out very, very soon. Um, so keep a lookout for those. I'll make sure to post them on my Instagram at I'm the real Jared. And we're going to send you back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I don't have, I, I, I always will rip off the labels of drinks. No free sponsorships. I'm sorry. No free. They got they come at a price. They come at a price. You know? Nothing on the phone case. Um other other than these microphone stands. I will I will give them they're amazing, so I will give them anything that they want. Anything that they want. You know what I'm saying? I'm really, really I'm really, really okay. I just like switch moods like it was nothing. I am not a big Fortnite fan anymore. I used to be, but LeBron James in the game, man. Not EA in the game, but in the game. In the in the game. The King, Taco Tuesday, King James, LeBron James in the in Fortnite. That is so cool. I love to see the crossover. Um, Neymar was in the game. You see a lot of the Fortnite content creators in the game. Ninjas, Ninja, Cypher, uh, What's her name? What's her name? Not Cypher. Lachlan's in the game. What was the loser fruit? That's it. Yeah, she's in the game. There's one more. Um, he's a Spanish, Spaniard content creator. I forget his name. But, uh, you know, you see a lot of content creators in the game. You see a lot of these big names. You obviously get a lot of crossovers between the brands of, like, any major sports in the U.S., which is kind of cool. And... You know, obviously LeBron's a big figure. He's kind of like the Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi of the basketball world. Everyone kind of knows LeBron James. He, you know LeBron James. So that's really, really cool to see um, a lot of these crossovers happen. And, I, and I'm and like, damn, man, that's so cool. You know, and a lot of these younger kids who look up to a lot of these people, they're like, man, I could be LeBron James, you know. And it's a weird dynamic because I think that's exactly what they want them to think. When you are playing a game and you have a franchise mode, you want to be the rookie of the year. You want to win a Super Bowl. You want to win the Stanley Cup, the MLB. You want to be an all-star. You want to be a, a basketball champion, you know? And obviously, if you're playing video games, uh, m most likely, you know, you're probably not on the way to an NBA championship, in this case, LeBron James. So you play as LeBron James because you may not be able to meet him, but it's some type of connection that these games bring to the players. 
And that is so fascinating. And I think Fortnite's done a really great job of doing that because what other game is doing that? Like, what other game is adding players into the game that look like the real-life person? Name one. Like, Minecraft, obviously that's like a fantasy role-play type game, so it's like, no, you can't do that. GTA Five, you can create your own character, but usually it's based on yourself or something goofy, but most of the time it's based on yourself. You get Warzone, which, I mean, you have customizable people, but they're always so set. You could buy different types of uh, cosmetics and things for the player, but in regards to it, you are... There's no other company close to Epic in that regards that you can make a connection with somebody who you probably will never meet, who you will never actually achieve the same things that they do. And... Obviously, I want to. I'm an optimistic person, but I got to be real. I mean, it is the reality. That is, there's no game that touches that. There's not one game that is close, like Fortnite, and Epic, Epic Games, to be more formal, of touching that that experience for these kids and for these players. You know. You always want like a signed jersey. You want a signed ball. You know you want to you want to get a catch from all these quarterbacks. You want to catch a uh, you want to be the first pitch at a, a Dodgers game, and you may not be able to do that, but you can at least be them and you can play as them. You can be like, oh wow, this is so cool, and that's I I think Epic does a great job at that. I think they really do. By the way, I'm not wearing any socks, so. I'm going to keep rubbing my feet on this carpet because this this carpet, it's not even carpet. It's a rug. It's so good. It's so nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to keep doing it. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned. I know it's hot in here, but I don't know if I mentioned that I have a fan going. We had a fan going on the last podcast because it was, it was the hottest day in Spokane ever at like 117, which is absurd. 117. And we had a fan in here because it was so hot. I want to make sure I put out a podcast. Took a week off because nothing really happened. And now look at now look what we got. Addison Ray is fired from UFC. Conor McGregor got his ankles broken. LeBron is now La Fortnite. This has been one of the weirdest weeks of 2021 so far. It just has. It just has. So I'm really, really glad that I could be here. I'm really, really glad that I could be here for another podcast. I've been looking at a lot of podcasts, and I don't know if, and, and it's not me stroking my own, own ego. Like, I like to hold myself to a high standard of production. I like to hold myself to a high standard of what I put out content-wise, whether that be, you know, the podcast, my main channel, my my gaming channel. I like to put out the best content that I can, and I will never settle for something less than the best. I won't. I won't because when you when you set a bar for yourself, if you underscore that bar or don't exceed that bar in any capacity, uh, I don't really know the cause and effect to it, but I just don't I, – I always strive for better. I always strive to put out the best stuff that I can, and I don't want my audience to think or anybody to think that, wow, you used to be good back then. And that's not like a worry in my eyes that I'm like – what is it? Like, I'm, like, worried that my fans are going to, like, oh, you were you were better in 2017. Your vlogs were way better. But, you know, I I put out a tweet uh, yesterday 
Uh, and you know, I try and post some like decently inspiring things, but also I just try to post like the things on my mind, you know, that's just kind of what I do. And one of them was like, work on your thumbnails, period. The video doesn't, I actually put two apostrophes, so like a quote and not one. Doesn't matter if the thumbnail, open a parenthesis plus title and undercase, end parenthesis, is subpar, left 20, uh, that's actually 2019, but I put 2020, it didn't really matter. Um, 20, uh, it's actually technically 2019 versus 2021, and it is so shocking how different these thumbnails are like one is like, I mean, yeah, the text is nice, but like, eh, it's not a great thumbnail. I'm pretty out of quality, you know, maybe from afar, it doesn't really matter. But this new thumbnail of me eating the hottest wings in Spokane, that, that thumbnail is, oh God, like I said, I don't like stroking my eagle, but pretty fire. It really is. I think it's one of my better thumbnails that I've ever produced and put out there because I've been learning a lot of, you know, things over the past three months, especially when I wasn't making videos at a consistent rate and just trying to think of like a content plan of how do I reach 100K by the end of the year and how do I do that while still enjoying it because I don't want it to feel like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired if I don't reach it. But I want to reach my goals and I want to do it and I want to, and if I don't make it, I will at least say I tried. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest takeaway. I think a lot of people really dwell on the fact that like, well, I'm not going to make it. So why even try? You need to try to know if you can make it or not. That is the number one thing. If you do not try, you have no idea if you could do it. So I'm willing to try. I'm going to put the effort to do so. And I hope that you guys are along this journey with me because it's going to be a fun one. I released a video last week about my summer bucket list and man, I'm really, really excited about it. There's a lot on there. There's a ton on there. There's 25 items. I actually repeated one by accident, so there's technically 24. But I guess I could probably add one more, and you'll see. They'll be in conjunction with each other. Um, you'll probably see that early second week of August, maybe like late the second week of August, because that's I'm going to record it like the early second week of August, and then I got to drive back home. So that's going to be a ton of fun. I'm really really excited about that. Um. Some of them, I'll actually read them out for those listening because it's. A, I think it's a pretty good bucket list if you if you ask me. Um, so eat the hottest wings in Spokane. Already done that. Bake a cake blindfolded. I think that's just really funny. Um, feed the entire homeless population of Spokane. This is going to be one of my harder ones to finish. It's not going to be easy. Definitely got to contact a whole lot of people and just trying to get something set up. Even if I don't feed the entire homeless population, I just want to make a change, you know? And let them know that, hey, we're here. I know there's, you know, and just get them the information that they need. Not a whole lot of people may know, and I don't know if they know at all. So definitely want to get that out uh, and just make sure that they're, you know, not taken care of like I'm like babysitting them, but like let them know that, hey, like we're here for you. I know it's a tough time and, you know, like your life matters. You know, it does. Um, Zipline trip, that's going to be a ton of fun. There's going to be something else in conjunction to that. We'll probably take the 25th spot. Uh, rollerblade across Spokane by a billboard in Spokane. This one's something that I don't know if I can do with the certain funds that I have right now because it costs like $2,000. But uh, maybe maybe with some calls, we can make it happen. Uh, maybe some TikToks, we can make it happen as well. Be on the local news. That one's going to be exciting. You guys seem to really be excited about that one because it's like to what capacity are you going to be on the local news? Like how are you going to do that? 
Are you going to do it in a funny way? Are you going to do it in a formal way where you actually get interviewed, or are you just going to try and bomb the entire local news? Not actually bomb them, but like uh, like photo bomb them or video bomb them in that case. Uh, get a DNA test. We got that one in the works. That one's pretty easy to do, but really want to do that. I'm going to be doing that with a friend, hopefully, but she will not answer my calls, so hopefully. Um, Spartan Race. I'm going to talk about this during this podcast, so stay tuned in for that. The Rage Room. This one's going to be fun. I want to do this with some friends. Uh, Train for American Ninja Warrior. This is kind of also going to be in conjunction with the Spartan Race because there's a American Ninja Warrior who lives in Spokane, and I contacted her back in May to shoot for a video, and she's been busy with recording for the actual American Ninja Warrior. I've been busy, and we definitely uh, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Ride in a penny cab. I yeah, I think that one's not too bad. Uh, Airbnb somewhere. I think this one would be pretty cool because I want to do something that's like, how do I say it? Something that is really odd or like a really bad Airbnb, you know, and like stay in the worst Airbnb in like staying in a one-star Airbnb or something like that. I think it'd be really cool and really miserable, but I think it'd be fun. Um, I, uh, skydiving. Skydiving is something that I want to do. That one's around like $400. I didn't realize how expensive skydiving was. But it kind of makes sense. Other than that, blind date. I think that'd be fun. I talked to my friend Casey. Ask him to set it up. Flying a kite for the first time. It's actually windy right now. Whoa. Okay. Not good for the fire. But it's windy, so maybe maybe flying a kite it's, uh, could be done. Indoor skydive. I thought that'd be a ton of fun. That's like $100 plus. Dollars. Not too bad. Ride a Segway. Mm, not too bad. Never rode one before, so hopefully I could cross that off. Leave a contribution on the Seattle gum wall. Definitely doable. Visit the Skagit Valley Tulip Fields. A lot of these, like the indoor skydive, ride a Segway, contribution on the Seattle gum wall, and this one, the Skagit Valley Tulip Fields. Those ones are all like on the west side, so those will probably all be in conjunction with itself. Um, get my first sponsorship. This one's one of my biggest ones. This one's something that I want to do because, especially with a podcast, especially with an audience like you guys, the Nationers, we can make something like that happen. You know, we can make that happen. So that's uh, that's exciting. I'm like, wow, let's make it happen. So we're going to try and make it happen. I've been contacting a few places uh, here in Spokane and obviously main brand companies as well. Um, take a photo with a famous person. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but we're going to find out. We are going to find out. Um, one of them happened to be a start a podcast. I'd actually need to edit that video. I probably should edit that video. Probably should get started to edit that video. Um, because I want to share that process with you guys. Like, how did I start this podcast? You know? So that's going to be a ton of fun doing that and break a world record. So, yeah, I have like a price range. And so I highballed it from all of these. And so I had two of these left on here. Feed the entire homeless population of Spokane and buy a billboard. Those are like the most expensive of any of these. Started podcast, I already did, so it didn't matter. And coming out with all of the X's, that would be the prices that I still need. That would be, <laughs> that comes out to $1,700 for all the ones besides the podcast that I mentioned. And that probably actually comes out to like 1800 based on the other one that's going to be in conjunction with the zip line. So that's, yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, with the ones like the Feed the Homeless and the Billboard, that's like 4300 So, yeah. I was like, do I DoorDash like for like eight hours this entire week? 
and hope that I gain enough money. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I believe in myself. I'm going to do what I can with what I got. So that's what we are doing because, and I'm going to be door, and I've been door dashing all this week. I couldn't yesterday because it just wasn't busy. And apparently I'm not a part of the top dasher program anymore. Well, I kind of knew it's not like apparently like it was a shock, but I started being really strict with the orders that I pick up. I will never ever anymore. I used to all the time, but I will never ever pick up an order that is less than $7. Here's why. Because if I could get three orders done within an hour, at the price range of $7, I would be able to at least get $21. My goal is $20 every hour, three orders per hour. That's pretty simple. Even in, I'm more focused on the $20 than the three orders. It doesn't really matter about the orders. Whatever will get me to $20, I'm happy with. So if you take $6.50, you'll be at $19.50. I mean, I'll still be happy with it, but... I'd rather take a $7 order because that's 50 more cents, right? So, and that adds up over time. It really does. So, I've been really, really strict. And obviously, with that, you have to decline a lot of orders that are not $7. And, you know, in reality, in turn, that brings me to like 54% acceptance rate. You need to be at 70 to be a part of the top Dasher program. I'm no longer a part of it this month. So, yeah, that's why I could not DoorDash yesterday. I wasn't super duper bummed because I knew it was going to happen, you know? Like, I mean, you just kind of, like, realize that, you know, you're you're not accepting as much. Sorry, tuts, you know? So, yeah, it's not super duper bad, but I've been definitely making more money, especially for the amount that I've been doing. And I've been really happy about it because I'm definitely making a lot more money. That, in turn leads back right into all this content. Like, that's literally all DoorDash does. It leads back into this content. And that's that's the best thing for me is I only do DoorDash so I can put money back into these uh, videos and into these vlogs and all the videos that I do, especially the podcast, you know. So I'm really, really happy about that. And uh, I'm glad to be back on the podcast, man. Like, I mean, this this dream of starting a podcast started back in March and it's just only grown since, and it kind of pained me to, like, take a week off, but, you know, it's like, you know, nothing's really happening, so, like, come on, come on, so I'm glad to be back. Episode 7, we got a lot of episodes. My goal by the end of the year is 50 episodes, and I've been really getting into, like, Spartan racing. Holy crap. I, like, for the past week, maybe, like, three days, actually, four days as a recording, I've been, like, super... Like, I've been watching, like, literally all these races that are, like, two hours long, like, every night, and I don't get, like, any sleep because I'm so engaged into them, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this, is this racer going to keep the lead, or, let me, let me explain it so you guys can at least understand why I continue to watch these. I've watched, uh, the Utah Big Bear, Lake Tahoe World Champions, West Virginia, North America Regionals, I've also watched, uh, like, a few videos of, like, yeah, like, like I said, this is only four days. So, in Spartan racing, um, for the sprints, we're gonna base it basically off the thirty-eight obstacles that you do for the more competitive. You're, we're talking like the professionals. So, they have thirty-eight obstacles at every single race. There's obviously a lot of elevation change. There's obviously a lot of things that get into your way, like the weather, the temperature. What like there's a few rules. Um, can't litter, so you have to put a cup into the garbage. You also have to, what is it? 
you also have to what what you start the race with is what you have to finish the race with. Other than like you know, if you lose like a clump of hair or like skin, like, eh, you're you're kind of okay there. But obviously, it, in literal terms, you 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 wear a jacket to start. You end the race with a jacket as well. Um, and yeah, uh, there's certain things about engaging like certain parts of the obstacle, and there's some that are single try. There's some that are multiple try. There's some that are mandatory that you do have to actually do. So there's a whole lot of elements between these different obstacles at these different courses, and especially if you're really tired and stuff like that. Like uh, like some of the mandatory ones, for for instance, are like a bucket carry or like a sandbag carry or a double sandbag carry or the water, um, which only happens in like the more competitive professional stuff. That happened at Lake Tahoe at the World Championships. Uh, Nicole Miracle and Lindsay Webster were going at it. Or they actually technically weren't going at it at that one. They were going at it at a different one at the West Virginia. I, I, I geek over this because I've been watching this so, so much. And I love it. I love it because what happens is if you don't, if you fail an obstacle or don't complete an obstacle, like you just give up or like just say like, I can't do it because I'm too tired or I'm hurt, blah, blah, blah. So fail or, or, or just don't complete it. You have to do 30 burpees, 30 30 and they count they watch they're really strict they take your bandana that you wear has your number they scan it they give it back to you and then once you finish your 30 like okay and if you don't finish 30 it's a 30 second time penalty for everyone and it's insane it's insane because they're so strict about it they are so strict about the rules and it makes sense because it's a spartan race you're supposed to be Discipline, self-discipline, hardworking, you know, you're, you got to be hard-headed and you got to have a strong mental game. You got to be un, uh, you got to be resilient. You have to be unbreakable, unstoppable. And it's so cool because what happens, there's like one called the spear throw that gets a whole lot of people because it's very unorthodox and you never know what the wind and just how you throw it. And it may come off and you may not actually poke the, uh, the person that looks like a Spartan on the other side, a.k.a. completing the obstacle. A lot of people don't. At the uh, at Lake Tahoe World Championships, that happened. Nine of the top ten guys didn't hit it, and they all had to do 30 burpees. And the one guy who actually made it won the race. So You never know what can happen on any given day. That's something that I learned in high school. You never know what can happen on any given day. And especially for... Nicole Miracle, one of the professional women, and Lindsay Webster. Lindsay Webster. Nicole won the first two of the entire series. Lindy, Lindsay won the next three. Then she continued to beat her. And then at the World Championships, Nicole Miracle won by a mile. Like, not even literally a mile, but like so astronomically, like 12 minutes, which is insane. Like, the men won by like 30 seconds. It was insane. And, like, for a gap like that to, to unfold, it was it was insane. So I, I really geek over this stuff, and I'm really, really excited. And, as, and I guess I haven't even announced. I'm doing a Spartan race. Like, I am doing a Spartan race. I have been training over the past two weeks, training to get into a more endurance-based, anaerobic uh, grip with uh, training a lot of grip, training a lot of uh, endurance uh, in the muscles, because as a triple jumper, I mean, yeah, the the endurance is great, but it's it's very power driven, and that's great for some obstacles. It's not great for a, a whole lot of the other ones. You're just basically carrying excess weight, and especially going up a hill, it's not really good. 
and I am I've been training. Did a did a long run two days ago. Took me out yesterday, and oh man, dude. And especially the one main concern for me, especially still with kind of like a hurt foot. That's that's the main concern, and I've been just trying to be in the most brutal conditions that I can. I'm like running in like a hundred degree weather for like an hour, forty five minutes, and. I've been like going hopping into the river with all my clothes on because you're going to get wet and you're going to be drenched and you have to realize like that is what's going to happen. So I want to make sure that I am in peak condition for this first race. I'm doing a sprint in the non-competitive because it's my first time racing. I don't really know what to look forward to, but I'm going to overtrain as much as I can to be really prepared for the the sprint of the 5K 3.1 mile 20 obstacle course. Now, the elite of the elite do 13 miles. They do a half marathon, 13.1. And they also do um, 38 obstacles. So they do like 1.5 times obstacles and then, or like almost double, uh, almost double of the obstacles. And then they run for like three times as long. So four times as long. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I'm really, really excited for it. It's going to be down in Washougal. That's where I'm going to be doing a zip line as well as something else that I'm not going to say right now, but you guys will see, you guys will see. It's going to be fun. Um, August 7th is my race. So I'm going to drive up the sixth race, the seventh, stay the seventh as well. With Amelia, I'm going to be staying with Amelia, who is in the visiting the biggest waterfall in Washington vlog. So she's going to be there. And, well, she's not technically going to be there both days because she's a wedding. But the 7th, she's going to be back late night. Then we're going to do the zip line on the 8th. And it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm really, really excited for it. And I'm really, really excited to actually um, feel like this whole training has uh, definitely, definitely paid off. Paid off. I, I sometimes I don't know what to say, or there's like a certain phrase that I know I should say, but then I'm like, huh, how do I say paid off without saying paid off? And that's just like the internal struggle within me. So that's a ton of fun. And I'm just excited because we're going to be taking the podcast out of the studio. We're going to be taking the podcast out of the studio. I'm so excited about that because the podcast is going to be going on the road for the first time. We're going to have our first offset studio uh, podcast next week. And that's going to be with a guest, a teammate of mine. We might be able to get two guests, but not at one time. So like two separate podcasts, that's going to be a ton of fun. I'm really, really excited about that, but I know for sure we're going to at least get one. And I'm really, really excited for it because at Lake Chelan, which we go every summer, I even debated not going to Lake Chelan because I like really wanted to focus on like the whole YouTube and obviously training. But I'm like, you know what? It's going to be kind of a way to kind of um, digress and just kind of be able to refocus, you know, it's going to be like a little like sprint. Uh, it's going to be like a little break for like a week, hit the next two weeks hard race, the end of the the second week. And yeah, just have a ton of fun and then enjoy my seventh year on YouTube. That's gonna be a ton of fun. So I am, uh, really, really looking forward to Lake Chelan. We've gone every single year since like 2010. So this will be like our 11th year. Which is, oh my God. <laughs> Which is like insane to think about. Like I was like nine when I first went. Like the fourth grade. And I'm like, I'm here now. 
in a podcast in my my parents in my parents' spare room, making a podcast, trying to make trying to trying to trying to change the world, you know. So, yeah, eleven years it goes by really fast. It also doesn't go by really fast if you if you ask me. A, it's been a lovely podcast. You know, I always get to look out. I wish I got to look across to like my guests, but I, I haven't had any guests. We tried to get Casey on. He's busy this week and he's free next week, but then I'm gone. So we're going to try and figure out a time to get him on. William as well. And just a whole bunch of other guests that we, I just want to get some people around the area as well. I definitely want to tap into the Spokane area. I definitely want to maybe hit up some of the Spartan racers, you know, who knows? Um, especially if they're going to be in Portland, potentially maybe get them on the podcast. So might be able to do that. <laughs> Who knows? That'd be so cool. If I get one of those people on there, Ryan Atkins, Ryan, uh, Kempson, uh, Jones, what's his first name? BJ Jones. Oh man. What a stud. He's a young guy. He's a young guy. I definitely would love to compete in the elite one time. I definitely want to try to next year. I definitely think I could. I definitely think I could compete in the elite. Man, those people are insane. Those people are so good. I definitely want to make a name for myself in the Spartan. We'll see how this one goes, and we'll obviously plan according because it is kind of exciting. I'm really, really excited about that. I guess that's let's throw it back to last week. Let's throw it back to last week, okay? We had one of the, if not the biggest scandal, at least with the crypto space, save the kids, save the kids, FaZe Clan, why, why, stick to, stick to your epic montages, they don't even post gaming videos anymore, if I'm being honest, FaZe Rug, Adapt, they just don't, they're not a part of the save the kids, uh, FaZe K, FaZe Jarvis, Tico, Tico, and another person that I don't remember off the top of my head. Rice Gum, who's obviously not a part of FaZe Clan, but has close connections with FaZe Clan, all trying to promote this coin, crypto space coin, called Save the Kids. Save the Kids. Oh, man. I don't know how people fall for this stuff, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Logan Paul even has his. I'm kind of semi-upset about it. I'll, I'll share my thoughts um, when I know a little bit more about it. But uh, Dink Doink, I mean, these, these shit coins that just I, I don't know man dude it makes no sense to me i'm like if the one thing that is the most concerning is think about it like a water brand right think about it like water okay there's like dasani aquafina arrowhead there's a lot of water brands smart water voss water there's so much water it's like why do you need that much water like why it's just water but think about it crypto there's so much of these different cryptos. You're flooding the market with like a like a supply that there's just no demand for. And then all these people are like, well, I mean, it's going to get you a ton of money. So like then they're creating like an artificial demand and then a whole bunch of people buy it. And then the people who actually promote it just sell all theirs because they have literally like the majority, which raises the price. Therefore, and then let me go back to the last thought. Well, they don't have enough demand. Then obviously it doesn't meet what they originally had and nobody can make up for what they just sold. So, you ran into a problem with uh, some FaZe Clan members who promoted this 
coin called Save the Kids. This is the first time that I'm able to talk about it. It happened like last week. I wish I could have talked about it. Again, nothing really happened other than that. So I am um, a little upset, you know, like a lot of people are, are putting some money down and then losing it all. You know, it's uh, it's really unfortunate, man. Like, I don't know how people just buy into this stuff. I don't understand. I literally don't understand. To anybody who is thinking about invest, oh my god, they my favorite YouTuber, done he they invested into this coin, and I'm going to buy it because they invested into it, and you should invest into it, and then they sell all theirs, and it doesn't matter. That's the same thing Logan Paul's doing, which I'm kind of concerned about. I mean, I only have like one side of the source from that, but like, I mean, when you when you kind of like when it's when it when it seems pretty glaring, it's like. Okay, okay. Like, there was a few things that um, I wasn't super-duper mad about. There was um, this one creator economy or, like, any influencer creator type thing where they just basically had a coin for this person. You can claim the coin if you're that person, obviously. But your coin goes up in value based on how much, like, I guess, influence you have and how much people are obviously buying your coin. And then, obviously, you know, money. But the one thing is, here's the thing, here's the catch when you're, when you're dealing with money and stocks, especially stocks and crypto. That's, there's, there's a tough line that you cross because if you lose, somebody won. And when you win, somebody lost. If you, need, if you want to make money, somebody has to lose money. That's the thing. So... 10 people may lose a dollar for somebody to gain $10. That's that's the, that's the thing that you run the risk of. I mean, mind you, if nobody sells and everyone buys, then it just inflates the value. It just rises the value, not inflates, but it rises the value from like $10 to $15. But then if somebody sells at $15, then that lowers, lowers the price because it's a supply and demand when it comes to stock and when it comes to crypto. That's It's a dangerous game. It really is. That's what happens. That's why a lot of these people, what is it? That's why a lot... Because for a really long time within stocks, you could only buy a whole share, which was really, really bad because, I mean, I can't buy a Tesla share. I don't have $700. I don't have that money. I can't buy T-Mobile or AT&T. I don't have $30. I don't have $40. So it gets, it was really frustrating, but there's certain um, places now that you could buy a part of a share, which is really, really nice, especially for people like me who want to start, especially, uh, or start with, their stock investments. You can you can buy part of a share, which is great because then I can buy, you know, Tesla. I can buy anything that I would like because I could buy part of a share. And the problem or the the nice thing about I don't know where I was going with this. The nice thing about it is, you know, like I said, I could buy part of a share. And, you know, these companies would actually do a dividend split where they do a four for one dividend split or a two for one. Two for one's a little bit more rare, but you'd have four for one. So if you have four uh, or if you have one one whole stock, they would split that into four. Therefore, lowering the lowering the entrance fee to actually buy into their company. So it allowed for more of these stocks, but it didn't lower the value because now anybody who hold one whole share now had four times as many shares, which is great. The four to one dividend split, it's great. Like I studied this in in. What is it? I studied this in accounting, which is, it's a great idea. It's great. I mean, it just allows people, it basically lowers like a ticket value 
from like a venue, it's like, okay, well, how do we get more people to fill in the seats the day of the thing? Okay, let's lower the price. Obviously, we have all these tickets, but imagine it like the entrance fee is now lower. I don't need to spend $200 to get the same seat. I can only spend $100 to get the same seat, but I just buy it at a more demanded price. So, uh, pretty cool. Really, really, uh, really, really cool system that a lot of these companies implement. Apple's really good at it. Tesla's really good at it. Um, I don't know if Microsoft does not any dividend splits. Um, not a whole lot of grocers do dividend splits because it doesn't really matter. It is, you just buy the share and they're just like, okay, cool. Kroger's like, eh, thanks. So, I like it. I obviously I don't have a whole lot of money invested in it. Oh, I don't have a whole lot. Okay. <laughs> I for the money that I have, I have a decent amount invested in the stocks. I don't have like a crazy amount of like 10 grand. It's like, Jared, well, you can feed the homeless if you have 10 grand. I I, I literally have like a little more than like a hundred dollars in there. So <laughs> I used to have like 210, but rest in peace, Bitcoin. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, if you think about it. With crypto, some of those cryptos things, especially Bitcoin, which has a limited amount, you know, if you continuously buy here and there, you know, even though it might not be a high price, it doesn't matter. You just have more and more and more and more. And eventually when there becomes a time, maybe five years down the line, you might wish you want to invest. And I hate to be the influence that says this is not financial advice, but it's not financial advice. Do not invest into anything that I say. Unless it is the Nation of Merch, which we already had the sponsor role at the beginning of the video. So shout out shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash nation or buy your new Nation of Merch today. The highest quality for the best price at that store. Buy it today. <laughs> um, I, like I said in earlier, in earlier podcasts, I don't make a dime. Well, I do make like 51 cents at most on my merch, but at, I mean, that's in most, at least I make on certain products. Like a t-shirt, I make like one one cent. One cent, yeah. Because it's like $13.99 to actually do everything, and then I sell it for $14. I make a penny. I don't want to make much from my merch early on. There'll probably be a point later on where I do make some money from my merch to actually keep feeding back into my into my uh, work, my podcast, and more, in my main channel. Man, I, I have so much good ideas and so much bright ideas, and I want to meet new people. I want to meet the people that I look up to. Uh, I, I In the last podcast, I shouted out a lot of them. Air Rack, Colin and Samir, hashtag later gang, Ryan Trahan, the Howdy community, the Mafia, and Air Rack, like I said. Uh, those are some people that I'd like to, like to meet. Tucker Doss, I'm kind of getting into his content a bit. Peter McKinnon would be dope. Casey Neistat would be dope. A lot of these content creators, man, paved the way for people like me, and I'm here. I'm here to fill that void, man. I'm here to fill that void with all the content that you guys want. Not need, but want. Because I don't want you to feel forced into liking my content. I want you to like my content because you want to like my content. Not because you have to. Or not because you need to. Because you want to. Okay? Beyond that, um, some new music dropping. I hope, hopefully, Drake. Hopefully, Drake drops his certified lover boy. I hope he does. I hope he does. It's uh regarded as some fire shit, uh, according to some of the industry elites who who obviously have heard a little bit of it. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be better than Views. I think Views is definitely one of Drake's better albums because of how many hit songs are on there. God's plan. Um, 
One Dance. It's a whole bunch of bangers on there. And I'm really, really excited to see what Certified Lover Boys got. Really, really excited about that. Some new music. The XXL Freshman dropped. Eh, I'm not really, really... The XXL dropped off a bit. After, after like, 21 and Uzi, a little Dicky, Anderson Pack, Designer. I think even last... Or not last year's. 2019's was still pretty decent. They had Megan on there, Mosey. They had the Baby. That's some pretty good breakout stars on there. Rico Nasty. Oh, yeah, they had some good ones on there. I mean, some 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 of their, you know, ciphers were pretty bad. But um, Murray, he had, he had a really good one this year. I think he was definitely the standout. Definitely need to listen to a, a few of them that I haven't. But uh, Murray's definitely got the eyes on the prize this year. I think he's one of the better freshmen. Definitely uh, one of the bigger ceilings uh, for most of them. I literally do not know any of them other than like Pushai Shisti, who just got out of jail. <laughs> Man, I uh, I don't understand. Like you have a lot of a lot of money. Do something good with that, man. Stop buying these chains, man. I don't understand. I don't know why people flex their stuff. Like when if I if I had a hundred dollars in my bank account or a million dollars in my bank account, I'd be still wearing the same exact stuff. I do not care. I will still wear the exam, same exact stuff because that's who I am. Again, I don't want to take away from anybody being themselves, but we gotta face a reality. We gotta face a reality here. I want to help people. I don't know what their their philosophy on that stuff is, but man, it just feels like a waste of money. Like, what is the what is the chain going to be turned into? I don't know. I'd rather buy a pack of crayons and then like draw on a piece of paper and then glue it together and be like, hey, that's that's what I'm about. I don't maybe that's not what I'm about, but like minimalism, do it myself type thing. I don't know how to make jewelry, so that's going to be tough. That's going to be a little tough. That's gonna be a little tough. Um, yeah, Billie Eilish apparently is in her flop area. I don't really know. I you know, uh, kind of hard to like some people, especially when they take like a stance that's like a little bit. Uh, I don't like it when influencers get. I think Casey Casey Neistat was like one of the people that paved the way for like people to at least address like their ideology, political political ideology. And we talked about it with Samson a bit. Uh, but it's just like, for me, like, I don't think a lot of these influencers realize that, like, A, people don't really care. Like, think about it like Fortnite, okay? Like, Fortnite, there's probably demand, you know, and no matter what, I mean, LeBron James is LeBron James. But when you have, like, people who are like, like, who who is this? I mean... Who like, like the influence? Like, a people don't really care. Two people like disagree, and three people agree, and then maybe like four like people are like, why are you doing this? Like, make music, do this. Like, you you make music. Like, people are so. And I think the one thing that's really big is so people are so out of touch with the reality of like the entire nature of like American society, like your working class. You know, and then people go to like the White House to go talk about like certain vaccine stuff. And it's just like you make music. Okay. Yeah, you could again, not knocking anybody because you can certainly be this, that, that, boom, boom, boom. You know, you could be intelligent, you could have like a perfect score on the SAT, you can know like anything about like biology that there is to know and still make great music. 
but probably like 90% of these people aren't that. Again, not knocking on anybody, but it's really it's really concerning to see, especially when the person who... It, it's just a giant circle. It's just a giant circle. It, it's really... It's just... It's, it's like so, so many people are so out of touch. Like who the hell watches award shows these days other than my mom? I literally don't care. I literally do not care. Like half these movies are so bad. I haven't heard of any of them. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't really care. Like the last movie I was like generally excited about to watch was Endgame. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like people are so out of touch. Like, like the Revenant was a great movie. I was really excited when that was like up. The Dark Knight Rises. Those are some great movies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope they win. You know. And then you get like these award shows, and it's just like Megan The Stallion winning Artist of the Year, eh, kind of questionable. You know, you had one big song, two big songs, three big songs. So I got the baby over there. You got little baby over there. Got two guys with the baby and making the stallion. It's like, like, who's the person voting on these? Like, nobody's voting on these. Like, I think about it, I always love these polls. I love these polls. It's like 43% of college students have student debt. Or like 3%, like 49% of Americans live under like a certain line of income. Okay, it's probably true. That's these are really bad examples. It's like um 49% of track athletes um oh, what is it? are are susceptible to like uh, like a something. It's like they didn't ask me. They I didn't get asked. Like how does this apply to me? You asked like maybe like 100 people, 1000 people. I didn't get asked. Like why do I care? I was like I thought I literally don't care. It's 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 so weird. It is so weird. I don't understand it at all. So, yeah, you know, artist man, it's just weird. Think, step on your uh, well, you, use your feet for for walking, use your mouth for talking, use your hands for grabbing, but please use your head for common sense. Like nobody cares if you did this and that. Like you're like, money's like a big driving force, especially for a lot of Americans, because you could do a lot more with money. Theoretically, you could do a lot without money as well, but there's a lot more doors open for you to do stuff with money. I think about Richard Branson, the man with the space man. The man's got a dream. He's always going to space. He went to space. Jeff Bezos auctioned off a ticket, millions of dollars. To go to space with somebody. Space tickets. Space race. New new innovation. It's going to be weird. Because I remember watching that uh, person. I don't remember their name. But there's a spider on the wall. And I'm going <sighs> to... There was a... Uh, when they jumped from like space. And then jumped down into the Arizona desert. That was pretty cool. Breaking the sound barrier. That's like so cool. Like it's so cool. Like space is such a... A wild place. It's so wild. There's there's 93.1 trillion light years of observable universe. That is insane to think about. That's like insane to think about. 
Like we're just like little specks, little specks of this entire observable observable universe. And man, oh man, I am here to cherish every moment of it because you may not get it again. And I'm here to make a podcast. I'm here to to in, give you guys the content that you guys want to see. Okay. So yeah. Back to Billie Eilish. I think this all stemmed from Billie Eilish. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty interesting to, you know, is she, I love Billie Eilish's TikToks because she plays along with, like, the joke of everything, you know? Like, she's like, oh, I heard Billie Eilish is in her flop area. Like, what's going to happen? But it's, like, her TikTok. And she really plays along with, like, this quote-unquote narrative that people, like, speak about. Like, like who, like... I mean, if your music's good, your music's good, you know? Like, the people that really care, like, like I don't understand why people really care. It just doesn't really make sense to me in some capacity. You know, like, especially with, like, a lot of these big TikTok stars, Addison Rae, Charlie, you know? It's like, you do not know these people at all. You just don't. You, like, you can make assumptions here and there. You know, like, you literally don't know any of these people personally. I mean, you could probably get a little sense of them through their lens of, like, uh, you know, little vlogs here and there. But it's like, you do not know these people. You do not know the struggles that they go through. You do not know the successes that they go through. You do not know what they've put in to get to a spot of that magnitude. And a lot of people are like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Why would you do that? I don't like that. It's like... Are, do they care? Do they do they literally care? Like Addison Ray of all people, which really shocked me in a Nelk video. President Trump was at the UFC 264, enjoying the match, enjoying the the event. The Nelk boys, big big YouTubers, were sitting right behind him. Addison Ray was sitting in like a section left of them, and Addison comes up, taps Trump on the. On the shoulder, and it's like, hi, I'm Addison. I just want to say hi. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to say hi to a president? You know? So that's that's the leader of your country. Respect him. Respect her no matter what. You know? Like, that's that's huge, you know? Obviously, <laughs> like they get a lot of backlash. I can guarantee that. And I could only imagine what Addison got. Because so many people are like, oh, I hope she's not a Republican. Or I hope she's not, you know, like this or that. It's like, let her live her life, you know? Like, nobody really cares, you know? Like, again, i said this so many times, whether it's on my stream, whether it's in my... I, it's never not on my main channel, but in the podcast. I will not take it... Let me repeat this. I will not take criticism from anybody I would not take advice from. Plain and simple. I just wouldn't. I literally wouldn't. And if there were a problem with something that... um you know, needed to be addressed. If it's something that I, if it's somebody that I would take advice from, I would definitely take criticism from. And that's the go all. That's, that's the way that I look at it. There's a lot of people, especially maybe not in my inner circle, but kind of like my semi inner outer circle. A lot of people are like, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. Like, mm, probably don't really know what my goals and plans are. That may be interesting to you, but it's surely not interesting to my fans. Like, well, it'd be cool. But it's like, okay, imagine like I posted like 18 track videos and then I'm like, okay, here's a hockey video and then go do 18 more track videos. It's like, that's what it's like. It's it's really weird. I'm using hockey. It's at nobody specific. 
I literally just thought of hockey. But there's a lot of people. They always, always, always. <laughs> they're always like, you should do this video. You should do this video. I'm like, <sighs> not today. Not, no, no. Like, I have a plan. I have a plan. This is my summer bucket list. It's what we got to do. It's what we're doing. Uh, you know, let me be clear. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's like, like, I will not take criticism from everybody. I wouldn't take advice from. And that's just plain and simple. That's just the way that I'm rocking. That's the way that I'm rolling. And yeah, that's just, that's just me. And I hope that you can take a little bit of inspiration from that, especially going forward uh, in your life. And I'm glad to have been here for episode seven of the Realist Podcast. I'm super duper excited. I'm definitely going to try and maybe record like another solo episode before I go on to vacation. It's going to be a ton of fun. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, remember to listen. Uh, on You can always listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. The most entertaining podcast out there. The most in-depth conversation with our guests on the internet. Hosted by Jared Hathaway. <laughs> the Realist Podcast. Banner's right there. And remember to like this video. Remember to live to live and laugh to love. And I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. 07. Remember to hit that subscribe button. I'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.